and welcome back to our video podcast into the darkness where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Timeless Sands of India. It was written by John Hook and he is our game master. And this is episode six. So uh, the recap will be given by Stuart Lively as his character Major Barnes. So without any further delay let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stuart. Journal entry, September 15th, 1923. What have I done with my life? I feel years have been wasted in service to king and country. What are we even doing here in India? Well, at least I know what I'm doing here. Driven by my non-ceasing dreams, summoning me here, along with my travel companions. We seek refuge from these sleepless nights after our meeting with Ali and his group offering us rest and then fleeing his warehouse after the attack from the adversary. Ugh, God. We find ourselves en route via train to the library. We've been summoned in this mysterious way to be defenders of this ancient library, the target of the adversary. Third class passage on the train is cramped but bearable. On the second day of the train journey, we were attacked by members of our opposition. They stopped at nothing to see us dead. We, we rose to the occasion. Mr. Ramachandran, Mr. Crane, Herr Hockman, the lovely Miss Lockhart, and myself. We, band of brothers and sister, brought a bloody end to them. They know we are nearing their target. Will this push them to act more rashly? Only time will tell. From train to lorries, we board up and start on our last leg of the journey into the desert. All right. So, yes, you've gotten off the train. Uh, Goru jumped on the back of one of the uh, lorries and yelled out to the crowd, um, uh, the, the adversaries are upon us. We must hurry. And so everyone piles into the lorries. There's three of them, and they start taking off, uh, going off-road, uh, and uh, heading off into scrubland and then into desert. Eventually, it's just open desert. Uh, and I believe it is uh, Mr. Crane uh, has a bit of deja vu as he remembers being in the back of a truck with a bunch of strangers and that that vision comes to pass as he's in this uh, ride now <clears throat> i've been here before this was part of my dream i recall and there's there's quite a few new faces uh uh and they're from you can tell folks from all over the world um are here and uh um Several introductions are made. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, drain through this, but there's a whole bunch of uh, new people here uh, from all over, from America, England, um, uh, New Zealand, uh, France, uh, Africa, Korea. There's a lot of folks here. Um, so, yeah, you guys are in the truck. Anybody, does anybody want to do anything while you're riding? 
gibt es etwas anderes aus Deutschland? Any other Germans? Da? Nein. Also. So. Uh, so, how many are in, how many pile in the back of what lorry? Uh, yeah, so uh, most everybody is in one lorry because the other two lorries uh, were loaded up with uh, gear that came off of the train. So large spools of copper wiring, uh, iron rods, you know, uh, so a lot of uh, uh, construction materials were loaded into the two other lorries. Uh, so not yeah. really mechanical apparatus, just those basically those primarily those two raw materials and personal gear. Primarily, yep, yep. Mister mm -hmm. Mister Crane, if, if I might ask, yes. um, how does your dream end? Uh, I, I I didn't have much more than just that we were traveling in the desert, and uh, my God, this dust! Oh, uh, I, I I it didn't end it. It's always the same, just traveling in the desert with you and you and just like this. Seems to all, to me, all of us have had little snippets and visions. They're all visions of, of the future, it would seem. Well, how is that possible? Perhaps the, uh, the pilgrim is the one who is sending us these visions. He operates in dreams. Uh, new friends, uh, allies. We have been attacked uh, twice on our <coughs> journey here from Calcutta. Has the adversary been active against you here as well? Uh, no, my friend. We have been fortunate enough to uh, elude the adversaries. We were able to slip on by, but I, I fear that... Uh, for you that that our travels came before they were aware that we were massing um i think it's just simply unfortunate that they caught on just slightly earlier than we were hoping and uh they were able to to detect your uh your, i'm your sorry voyage. I spoke an hour as well we have been attacked three times the first was just more mysterious we had an attack uh, on the boat and lost one man we had barely met well, uh, and then attacked again at uh, Argos and on the train. Well, and don't forget the young soldier that shot at you. Ah, that's true. It's four times. I wonder what happened to that poor man. I think he was not in control of his actions. No, but they would have put him in the brig probably or whatever it is they do to soldiers. Mm. Uh, uh, my name is uh, Rainer Hauptmann. Um, I'm from Germany. Uh, of course, the dreams have brought me here. Uh, I hope in time to act. Uh, one young, uh, or not, not very young, you know, he's in, it looks like he's in his 50s. He uh, leans forward and introduces himself. He says, uh, very good to meet you. Uh, my name is Bolton, Matthew Bolton. Uh, I'm a professor of uh, ancient history uh, in America, but... <laughs> Uh, since I had been uh, plagued by the dreams, I I'm, was brought here, of course. Um, and he goes uh, around and introduces uh, people through the uh, uh, through the lorry, 
uh, Mr. Colin Winston, uh, who's a, an accountant from uh, London. Uh, Ms. Maria Torres, who's a uh, journalist out of Spain. Uh, Dr. Oleg, Oleg uh, Bystrov, he's a uh, biologist out of Russia. Uh, Mr. Louis Bilodeau, a uh, glass blower out of Paris. Uh, Mrs. Hughes, uh, she's a midwife from New Zealand. Sergeant Salah Kony is a Nigerian soldier. And uh, Ms. Uh, uh, Pak Misuk is an archaeologist out of Korea. Uh, every walk of life, it would seem. <clears throat> yes, yes. The, uh, the, the pilgrim uh, sees no, no uh, borders and, and uh, sees us all as one people. But why us? Why us in particular? Is there some commonality between us? Or is it the difference between us that is important? Perhaps. Uh, perhaps, there were, perhaps there were more as well. I mean, we've no way of knowing how many people had these dreams and didn't act on them. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, that poor man in the hospital. Oh, uh, of course, that Frenchman. Yeah, Miss Torres, uh, she leans forward and says, yes, there are, there are so many more that... Uh, succumb to the madness of the dreams and were unable to have the strength or wherewithal to make the journey and some you know uh, fell as they were making the journey so we are fortunate to have made it not, doesn't seem to be much more than a couple dozen at most of us how long is this trip going to be before we get out of this horrible dust ah uh, at least another uh, two hours, and you've already been on the road oh. for at least an hour. My God. Uh, so, um, as time passes, you feel the lorry slowing down as it crests another hill. Once over the dune, you see a huge stone sphere, half buried in the desert sands. The surface of the sphere has been etched by decades of blowing sand, and a huge crack has split the face of the sphere. As the lorries approach the sphere, you get a truer sense of scale, and the giant stone sphere is nearly as large as the Taj Mahal. Oh, my God. Is that a natural formation? Uh, the, uh, some of the other passengers uh, chuckle slightly and say, uh, no, it is not. It is, it is the work of the, of the pilgrim. You will see. So it is not natural, nor is it man-made. That is the truth of it, yes. It looks terribly old. Older than you can imagine. As the convoy pulls up, several men uh, emerge from the crack in the sphere, and they begin to unload the iron rods and copper, copper wire cargo. Uh, Goru and Uncle... Uh, come to the back of the lorry with all the folks and uh, he begins to uh, uh, uncle uh, beckons you all to, to, to come and follow. He leads you guys into the crack of the sphere. Um, as you go in, Uh, the, the crack uh, creates 
a uh, a really narrow tunnel um and, and so the walls i mean it's it's so narrow you have to walk single file uh, but as you as you walk through, you can you begin to see uh, light up ahead, uh, candlelight. You can see the flickering of uh, of uh, candlelight. And as you go forward, uh, you finally come to an area, and you can see there is a uh, a circular chamber immediately to your left. Uh, you can also see a really small. Uh, corridor to your right that seems to lead to another circular chamber. Um, Goru, uh, Uncle and Goru uh, take all of you guys to the left into that uh, first circular chamber that's immediately to your left. Um, there are uh, a dozen oil lanterns sitting on niches evenly spaced around the room to light this large circular chamber. Uh, there are other niches in the chamber. Some are empty, but many others contain large chunks of quartz crystals of various colors, and there's even a few large tomes and scroll tubes. Uh, there's a high dome ceiling in here. It's in intricately carved. Uh, the designs depict an alien celestial heaven. It's obvious that this chamber has seen better days, but for the life of you, you can't imagine when that could have been. A few chunks of stone have crumbled away from the walls and ceiling and now litter the floor. The rest of the floor is carpeted with rugs, obviously brought in by Uncle and his people. In the center of the chamber is a uh, two-foot-high diameter, or two-foot diameter diaz, and on that diaz is a three-foot-tall bronze sculpture covered in, uh, with etched symbols and topped with a large red crystal gem that glimmers with an eerie inner light. Goru uh, gestures to the room and says, welcome to the library. Library. And, and that, that red gem, that's what Adam saw in his dreams. He saw the gem. Is the uh, bronze uh, sculpture under the gem, is it representative of anything recognizable? Uh, no, it is uh, very abstract. It's just, it looks like a crazy sculpture with a red gem on top. Well, at least it's cooler. It is much cooler in here, yes. With no blazing sun. Recalling my vision, I'm going to go over, if it's okay to split off from the group, to where the tome was sitting. Yes, there are several different tomes, yep. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, there's I, little I, I, niches I in the walls, yep. I'd, I'd, I'd like to go with the major. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Oh, yes. How big yes. around is the room? Uh, the room around it is, you estimate, uh, probably 35 feet in diameter. There's plenty of room to walk around, but we're not going to not see each other. We're all in the same space. Right. Yeah, you're all in the same space. This room is really uh, an open space with niches around the walls. Uh, and then in the very center is that small uh, diaz with the uh, the sculpture on the, on the diaz. Um, so, yeah, you want to go and check out uh, some of those uh, tomes and scrolls and things? Yes, please, especially the tones, the, okay. the 
book like to see if anything shakes my memory or seems right to me. Yes. Um, horribly wrong. I'm hoping horribly, wonderfully right. <laughs> wonderfully right. Never horribly wrong. Um, I say go. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> when, are we, when are we going to meet this pilgrim? Uh, he looks to Uncle and uh, and asks Uncle the exact same question, and Uncle thinks is thinking as the keeper is looking to answer the other question. Uh, okay. Um, give me. Uh, so you put uh, Major Barnes. You pull down one of the uh, the tomes, uh, and, and you find one that has a a large book that has a metal cover. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, as you open it and kind of start flicking through, uh, give me a library use. Library use. Ah, yes. Oh, I need to roll with a penalty die. Okay. So I, I fail it on my very first try. So. Okay. Um, and uh, check and see what your other failure is because you may or may not want to spend luck. Oh, uh, one's horribly off. Uh, 84 and 94 out of oh. 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably far too far for uh, luck. Um, okay, yeah, so you're just kind of flicking through this, but uh, it seems to trigger your memory of uh, flicking through this before. Uh, anybody else? Take a look at this. This seems so familiar. Are you getting anything from this? Ramachandran? I'm a little overwhelmed, to be honest with you. It's not every day one, one steps into one's own dream. But, uh, there is something eerily familiar about this. Um, John, is there anything that I, I recognize as the book from my dream? Uh, you do think you see uh, a book from your dream over on that shelf in one of the niches. Well, I'm, I'm going to approach it, but I'm, I'm at the same time, I'm uh, looking over at the old man to see if he's reacting in some way to, to the... Uh, the direction in which I'm heading. He he nods pleasantly and and ushers you to uh, to explore your interest. Well, in that case, I'm I'm going to head over to the book to which I was drawn. Okay. Uh, you pick it up, and uh, even though this is clearly the first time for you to do this, you feel a sense of deja vu as you do it. Um, and as you flick through the book, give me a library use. Um, I did. Did I sleep? I I, I believe. No, I, I, I don't think so. I believe that you were one of the ones that could rest. Yeah, but your rest but, was interrupted by the battle. But I think you went back to sleep afterwards. Yeah, I oh, think well, you did get rest. Either way, um, that's a standard pass. 
or possibly an, ex an extreme pass if I didn't need a penalty die. But uh, if I did, then it's a standard pass. All right. Uh, with a success, as you're flicking through this book, um, you a page falls open. Your hand is uh, drawing down the page, eyes following your finger, and uh, the book seems to be uh, written like a uh, journal, uh, but it seems to be written in uh, a variety of different hands. Uh, so some person is doing this entry, some person is doing that, and uh, and they're they're just uh, they're a variety of different uh, entry types. Uh, and then you come upon uh, an entry uh, and um, you read this entry and, and what strikes you at first is that the handwriting seems so familiar and you read this account uh, about someone uh, who, um, you know, pulled a, uh, a woman aside and, and held her uh, silent in an alley as uh, certain men walked by and uh, you then, you then, you know, said something about you're safe now and walked away with no other explanation. And then as you read who, who gives this account, uh, it's signed with your own name in your own hand. This is, this is, this is something that you wrote, but you have no memory ever writing. Is, is there a date? Uh, there is a date and it's like, 10 years ago. Give me a sand roll. Oh, 96. That's a, that's a fail. Uh, so lose three sand. That's high enough to lose max. So yeah, you just have this realization that you have an entry in this book that you know that you wrote. This is your handwriting. You just have no memory of the event that's being described here. Well, in, in that case, I'm, I'm going to look back at the old man. What? And and he he this? gestures he gestures and says that everything will be okay and will be explained now. And so he calls you all. Uh, Uncle says, "Come, come," and and he he's drawing you towards the uh, sculpture, towards the bronze sculpture in the center of the room all of the other people that that arrived with you guys and also uh just uh uncle's uh men so there's a lot of people uh from his warehouse who are who are here as well you know they've got like uh ali khan import uniforms and stuff um they all are in the room as well but they take seats on the floor uh surrounding this this sculpture uh but uh, uncle calls uh, the five of you forward um, to to approach the sculpture. Okay, he calls each of you, Mr. Crane, Miss Lockhart, Major Barnes, Herr Hopman, and Mr. Ramachandran. Please come, you know, come, come, and and so he 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 starts taking you each by the hand and and places your hand on a on a piece of the bronze sculpture. Okay, so that you all are are right there. And, and have your fingers on the sculpture, okay? Once you guys are all in place, uh, uh, Uncle stands up and he puts his fingers on the red crystal and he begins to uh, kind of talk to himself. 
and he's he's muttering to himself in a language that none of you recognize uh, and once he's done muttering he starts touching different areas of the bronze sculpture different little divots uh pock marks that are on the uh, on the bronze he's touching certain ones he's twirling his hand on certain pieces of it and he's he's doing cer certain movements um and you guys all feel uh no i'm sorry uh the the red crystal uh begins to illuminate the uh, the air seems to shimmer and this huge creature seems to appear in the air uh it's there but it's not there uh it's got this conical body with these four long roping tentacles out of the top and the tentacles seem to end in a variety of uh of appendages on the end uh, a couple of them have claw endings one seems to have a cluster of trumpets and uh one uh, the largest seems to have like this this uh, ball with eyeballs and, and a stalk on top. Um, and so this thing is just kind of sitting there and, and in the air right there in front of you. Uh, I need everyone to give me a sand roll for this. I'm not surprised. No. I failed. Okay. Roll a d6. I only lost one. Okay. If you passed, only lose one. Fail, so uh, D6. D6. F, two. Nice. I succeeded. I'm back down to 24. All right. 24. Reiner. All right. So, as the image appears, you hear a voice. And um, the, the creature in this image, this projection, it, its head is bobbing, and some of the tendrils that are dangling from the, uh, uh, the tentacle with the eye stalks, they seem to be wiggling. Um, but you hear this voice in your in your heads speaking to each of you in your native language. So Mr. Ramachandran hears this in Hindi. I believe everyone else, oh, Meher uh, uh, Hopman hears it in German. And I believe everyone else is hearing it in English. Uh, but the voice says, welcome my avatars. You are well received. Your service is required once again, this time in defense of my library. The creature extends two arms that end in large claws gesturing around the room. This place holds all that is left of my work and research. It must be preserved, for it holds the knowledge required to defeat the adversaries and bring the world back from the brink of Armageddon. That day is not today. Today is only the dawn of Armageddon. I now grant you the knowledge you will need to meet that threat of the adversaries. In addition, you no longer need the signal. Uncle then reaches and touches one of the etchings on the bronze sculpture, and you all feel, um, feel a mild shock through your fingertips. And the 
the the screeching and the squelching that's been in the back of your mind for for months on end now the the nightmares ends immediately and the final word from the creature is farewell and the 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 projection uh vanishes uh so no no one needs to worry about uh sleep deprivation rolls anymore that mechanic is over uh the signal has been cleared from your mind but new information has been uh, injected into your brains. Uh, everyone add a new skill to your character sheet called Lightning Cannon. Uh, what is everyone's uh, uh, halved power roll? 25, 33. Whatever your half power roll is, that is your starting skill in Lightning Cannon. I seem to have images of a construction project, some sort of a, a weapon? The, uh, the iron rods and copper wiring now uh, make sense as these are two of the prime components for the lightning cannon. Hmm. And once the projection ended, uh, everyone in the room kind of got up and started, you know, oh, thank you, sweetheart. I love you. Night, night. Um, once the projection ended, you guys are like, like freed from that uh, from that nightmare, um, all the other people that were in the room they get up and kind of crowd around you guys and are like congratulating you and welcoming you to the to the family you know that you guys have all you know gone through the uh, through the baptism that they have also been through. I, I ask whoever is near me, it's like, did you also learn about this lightning cannon? Yes, we have been spending uh, uh, several weeks trying to construct them. They are very difficult to build and, and to maintain. It's a very delicate uh, operation. And we have a few that are ready, and we have our final supplies now uh, that arrived with you that uh, we can do some more construction. Good. Uh, I actually am very good at just, uh, small things. I, I, I construct art projects out of butterfly scales so oh, there's fantastic I, I can almost see the the, the the it's amazing there's knowledge in my head that wasn't there before yes yes oh, oh please yes uh so what do you guys do you the, you guys have you're you're now freed and uh and are are in the uh in the club so with i had failed my sand check for sleep deprivation this previous night. So am I still taking penalty dice? No. All of that, it's like a burden has been lifted off of your okay. soul. Uh, so uh, anybody who had been under the weight of a penalty die, it has been relieved. I feel like I need to get to work immediately. Uncle, how long do we have before 
adversary comes. It could be days. It could be very, very soon. We must be ever vigilant. We must continue our work and be prepared for when they do come, for they are coming. So we, we, we saw what, what the pilgrim is. What are the adversaries like the pilgrim? The adversaries, the adversaries are, are being led or informed by creatures that uh, Uncle says that I do not understand. But um, the pilgrim and, and the pilgrim's people, uh, they have a plan for this earth that is not one of Armageddon. And so they have been utilizing humanity to try and steer the the course of of the river of time so that we could avoid armageddon but um the adversary and and those that that they serve have been uh actively confronting and 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 deflecting the work of the pilgrim and we are all that stands uh between them and and armageddon in the future if the library should fall then the adversaries are that much closer to to bringing uh, fire and pain to the world. Now, when you're calling it a library, are there is it are the tomes the library, or is the library stored in the crystal? Or the tome? Uh, so the information that the the pilgrim has collected are in the niches. Some of them are those crystals. Some are tubes of scrolls. Some are those metal bound books. Uh, there's all kinds of different information um, uh, receptacles throughout this room. I, I, I would very much like to see you know, current progress on the, the lightning guns. I, I feel I, I don't want these visions to go from my mind. Oh, please, uh, Mr. Crane, come this way. And they start leading you uh, to that other circular chamber that was near the uh, the front door, the crack right. corridor. Uh, so as, as you go through that area, you find another circular area. Um, this one is uh, in more disrepair. There's large chunks of the ceiling have crumbled um, and created little pockets of workspaces in here. Uh, but you find um, uh, lots of different material in here to be worked with. Um, there's wire, there's rods, uh, and, and other uh, uh, pieces. Uh, and you can see that they also have uh, other fairly uh, standard uh, weaponry. So there's a, there's a small cache of uh, like Lee Enfield rifles and things like that in here as well. Uh, so as you go into this other room, and anybody can follow along with you, you are shown this device uh, that would clearly uh, be fitted onto a person's body uh, with a couple of uh, large tanks on your back and a large uh, device on your, on your chest with a couple of uh, handle grips that uh, would create the lightning effect. Excellent, yes, yes. Uh, and so you can begin building that. Uh, and um, uh, the other, some of the other folks say, uh, uh, 
is anybody is uh, still fatigued, we have uh, sleeping quarters. We can show you where uh, you can go to uh, bed down if you'd like. Yes, yes, please. We might as well leave our things somewhere so we'll be free, unencumbered to move around. Yep. Uh, so from the uh, chamber, from the library chamber, um, you guys came in through one entrance. There was a second exit or, you know, a second entrance or whatever uh, from the library chamber, as well as the workshop that uh, some folks took uh, 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 Mr. Crane to. There were, there were two doors or two uh, entrances there. Um, and so both of those from either one, it leads to a third circular chamber, uh, which this one, um, by you can tell from all the, the uh, rugs that are on the floor, as well as all these different pillows and things, uh, that this is a like a communal barracks area. Uh, and so people just kind of, you know, stake out a small little patch uh, for their own, and then that's where they just lay down and sleep. Um, you can see at the back of the chamber, uh, there's like a, what looks like a ramp as if it might have gone down at some point in the distant past. Uh, but that ramp is, uh, is utterly filled with sand. Um, and so there's no other, uh, exits from this room. So, so in effect, this, uh, large Taj Mahal size sphere has the crack that allows you to come into it. And then there's three circular chambers inside and they're all, they're all interconnected. So you could, you know, run, you could run laps around and around and around from room to room to room. Uh, but, but that's it. Those are, there are no other exits. So there's only one uh, entrance and exit to get in and out of the sphere itself. Is there any cache of food here or water? I mean, we are in a desert. I suppose we need a good store of water here or at least a well. Yeah, that's in the barracks also. So, okay. you know, they, they make, you know, they, they have a little, uh, uh, campfire and they'll, they can, uh, uh, cook and eat and drink and, uh, you know, they do whatever they need to do. Uh, basically if they're not studying the library, if they're not, uh, building, uh, lightning cannons, uh, they pretty much are, uh, relaxing here in the barracks. And all the light is oil. Uh, and so, um, Yes, uh, oil lamps are everywhere. Uh, and with the places the ceiling has collapsed, it doesn't let any light in. It's just uh, chunks of ceiling that have fallen. Correct, because uh, sure. the ceiling, the ceiling, the walls uh, to the ceiling, I mean, they've got to be like Many 20 feet, feet thick. thick. Right. Yeah. And the, and the sandy ramp, does that seem like something that happened recently? No, or it looks that... ancient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the sand is so packed, it's basically hard stone. Uh, so, uh, Goru, uh, do you think we will only uh, be defending with the lightning cannon, or do we need to work with the rifles and so on as well? Uh, Goru says uh, it is uh, very likely that we will need um, all the weapons at our disposal. Yeah. I was going to ask the uh, soldier from... With uh, all of the materials that we've brought, 
the uh, the canons have proven to be very difficult to perfect. Uh, as it stands, I believe we only have three that are completed. Um, some are in disrepair. They may need uh, some uh, additional maintenance, and uh, and we're hoping we can build you know at least two more before any real fighting should uh, come to our door. And these are very specific to the individual or just the basic body type? Like I could wear one that, could I wear the same cannon that Phoebe could wear or? Leather straps. Uh, yes, yeah, just a matter of uh, strapping them on. Mm -hmm. uh, I was gonna ask the uh, soldier from Nigeria if he could do anything with my elephant gun. Ah, okay. Is yes. That uh, thing? What's the second day? That's right. Yeah. Unencumbered with fatigue. Yes. And possibly <laughs> with an expert on both mechanical engineering and firearms. Uh, yes. So Sergeant Coney uh, says, oh, yes, let me take a look at that. I can help. And, Thank you uh, very and he, kindly. he starts to, uh, to look over your, over your weapon. Uh, so Professor Bolton uh, kind of uh, steps up and he seems to have been kind of filling a leadership position while Uncle was back in uh, Calcutta and uh, he says uh, uh, there's, there's much that can be done um, uh, we have uh, crews that are working on, on building uh, lightning cannons or repairing the ones that, that are close to being done uh, if anybody wants to help with that we do need to uh, be vigilant and so we use the trucks to drive a, uh, a perimeter uh, to just kind of you know watch the surrounding area to keep a lookout for the adversaries if they should try to uh, approach the library um, and then some people are doing um, individual uh, studying of the library just to see you know what other kind of information they may be able to glean you never know what could be helpful in the uh, in the upcoming uh, conflict so uh, does anybody what areas would everyone like to uh, jump in and and, uh, and help with well, I'm working on the lightning gun okay I will uh, happily take uh, some position uh, on the roster of those driving that perimeter okay and great drive, um, and have a good eye but I might uh, since I'm sure there's already a system perhaps I'll go to the library and see if there's anything written in German okay I'd, I'd like to do some research in the library I'd particularly like to know if um, if anything like this has happened before if, if there's ever been a need to defend the library against these people it's obviously okay. been here for a very long time. Very long time. Miss Lockhart, Mr. Uh, Major Barnes. I think I'll I'll join uh, Hoffman and Ramachandran in the in the library. I would still like to find the, the book I've seen in my dreams. Okay, Major Barnes. Um, I you you mentioned there was an an armory with other. Or other weapons might there be uh, something very similar to my cavalry saber that I'm very familiar fighting with or 
regardless, I believe there I will is. Help Mr. Crane. All right. If I could commandeer one of those, as I I am very well drilled in uh, the art of saber fighting. Uh, I yes, there is a saber. Yep. Excellent. If it's if no one else would uh, uh, like that, I would. I think it would help to be in my hands, and I will then carry on with Mr. Crane to assist. Very interesting. Oh, yes, yes. Up and running. Yes. The size of those tweezers. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so anybody who wants to do research in the library uh, can give me a library use check. And those who want to build lightning cannons, I need a lightning cannon skill roll. roll. 15 out of 33. Tick that skill. That's a hard roll. Mm-mm. Oh, does something go bad if I roll nice. bad? I, I rolled an 87 out of 25. <laughs> you rolled an 87 out of 25. No, no, don't put that there. Uh, you don't cert You certainly don't break it. Okay. So. I don't that's electrocute the, myself. That's the highs in the crown uh, regulator. But you are taking, you, uh, this is, you, right. Uh, but you see the point where they're like, wow, this has been really difficult to try and perfect this information, right? To try and perfect the construction. I passed my, my library roll. I, I got a, a 17, which is a, a hard pass. Okay. Uh, the information stored in this library, um, it seems to be uh, all, it, it's records about uh, how uh, the, this particular, this pilgrim, um, how it was making journeys into, uh, into its future. So you, you were able to decipher that this creature apparently lives in Earth's distant, distant past um, when, the, when the world was, was far, far different. Um, and it was, it is able to traverse time, but it does so, uh, mentally. It, 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 it sends its consciousness forward in time, uh, and it inhabits the, uh, the body and soul of a man and controls him like a puppet. And at the exact same time, that man's consciousness for example, your own, if you're reading this right, is also then flung into the past and it basically switches places with that of the pilgrim. And so apparently at some point 10 years ago, you were walking around in the body of that alien creature and experiencing your world as it is, uh, uh, or your world as it was in the past, while that creature was in your body, and it was doing things like preventing a woman from being murdered, 
because it it benefited her to stay alive. It benefited Armageddon, you know, the prevention of Armageddon by her not dying uh, by those by those bandits. Uh, and and there are all kinds of little things, you know, uh, as you're reading throughout this, uh, uh, through these different uh, journal entries, it all seems to be uh, predicated on the on the basis of the butterfly effect, uh, where, you know, a butterfly, you know, flapping its wings uh, in a savanna uh, causes a hurricane um, uh, on the ocean elsewhere. Um, and so by doing little things, by preventing, you know, someone from not getting into a certain, uh, car or, uh, you know, doing a certain action and, you know, action A instead of doing action B, all these little things apparently add up to bigger things down the road and that the pilgrim has, uh, all the time and energy that it needs to be studying all these different threads of time and figuring out when to make course corrections so that in people's lives so that it will have a certain outcome in the future that it wants versus outcomes that the adversaries want. So would it be reasonable and, to assume from that that when, when we had traded places with, with this creature, that may have been when we learned about the lightning cannon? Uh, or was that knowledge implanted by the creature? The knowledge was implanted by the creature when you felt that shock ah, uh, while see. touching right. so while it touching wasn't a the lost sculpture memory that was recovered. So it, it was actually it, put in. Right, exactly. It was it was injected into you in that moment, as well as uh, the relief of the uh, of being burdened by that signal. That dreaming signal was also turned off with the uh, shock. Uh, Alice Clark, as, as we say in Bombay. Miss um, Lockhart, was your uh, library use successful? No. No. All right. Uh, you, you find journal entries that uh, lead you to the same conclusion as Mr. Ramachandran, that the, the pilgrim has been, uh, is an architect of time and, uh, and manipulating people to try and divert time, the, the stream of time in a certain way. How, Herr Hopman, how is your uh, library use? I am prepared to spend six points to make it successful. If that is logical. Okay. So that will bring me down to, oh, uh, below 50 for the first time. I've been a lucky man. <laughs> lucky, lucky, lucky. Uh, good. All right. So with your uh, luck roll, um, you gain, uh, you find some information uh, nested in these tomes um, about uh, the adversary. You believe that this is the kind of information that you were looking for, uh, that uh, uh, the adversary seems to be serving uh, or the human adversaries seem to be serving uh, something known as uh, Tawil at Umwar. Tawil at Umwar. It must be very powerful if uh, 
Mr. Ramachandran's understanding is correct. And even if you can manipulate time, they are still in, we are still in danger here. Yes, you, you get a sense that this Toilet at Umwar is also a, a agent or a master of time. And that uh, it clearly has uh, goals of, of a world of ash and soot, cinder and ash. And that's what, that's what it wants the world to be. And uh, while the, the pilgrim, you're, it's, it's unclear what it wants ultimately with humanity, it does want uh, a viable world. Cinder as an ash seems undesirable, certainly. Uh, is there anything that indicates what, what form this attack might come in? Uh, no. Uh, so it's unclear on how the attack could come, but that, uh, that the uh, adversaries will amass a, uh, a force to try and assault the library. That the pilgrim is almost certain of. I'll see if anyone recognizes this name and we can figure out more about what um, powers it possesses. All right. Um, so uh, time will kind of get elastic here. Um, uh, as you guys kind of start getting into the routine of, uh, you know, uh, helping with the cooking and, uh, you know, some, you know, kitchen and cleaning duties, uh, helping taking shifts in uh, uh, building and maintaining of the weapons, uh, maybe doing some uh, minor research, but then also participating in the, uh, in the patrols that uh, go out and check the, uh, the surrounding areas. Might I uh, attempt to uh, teach some people to, to make sandbag positions around the front and rear entrances? I'm pretty well experienced with that, I believe. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, they, uh, they uh, while they probably weren't preparing for uh, sandbags, you guys kind of start, you uh, start taking pillowcases and uh, you know, taking the stuffings out, filling them with sand, and start making makeshift uh, sand barriers uh, near the entrance to the uh, to the library. Uh, excellent, yeah, good use of that that skill. So you start building a defendable position there, uh, right outside. Yeah, likewise, I think it would make sense to look for other defensible external positions. Uh, you know. Uh, bits of uh, crevice and rock that a sniper could hide in or something like that. Uh, assuming we don't all this be- This area is a, very, is a very rocky desert. So there's all kinds of, of boulders and things that you could, you know, through uh, uh, manpower or truck power, kind of push around and, and get into a defendable positions. Do we uh, manage to get any more lightning guns put together? Um, I will make a general luck roll for other workers, and then uh, I will let you attempt another build roll. 
Where's my baton? Oh, right here. <laughs> oh, four. Oh, my God. Nice. Uh, yeah, you build a uh, a quality piece, actually. The crane lightning gun. It shoots lightning and then butterfly scales. <laughs> and, and tea. That's right, and, tea. and it makes your tea at the same time. <laughs> it squirts Lipton tea at the back. <laughs> there you go. Is, is there a way to get to the top of the sphere? I'd imagine that would be the best lookout position for quite a distance for uh, assisting the patrols because whereas the trucks there will be blind spots as a truck is over here they won't be able to see over here but atop the dome maybe is that possible or was it thought of already maybe have they set up a little lookout tower uh uncle uh says oh that that's good thinking yeah um you should be very careful. The winds could get uh, could pick up and, and may blow uh, a man down from there, but uh, that would certainly provide good visibility. Uh, you can give me a climb roll if, if you so want to traverse. All righty. Uh, actually, I'm not that bad at that. Let me give this a whirl. 34, 34. I, it's a standard success. All right. Yeah, you're able to get up there, and you have some excellent... Uh, visibility. Uh, you can see that of the three lorries, they do typically send out two at a time uh, in different directions just to kind of have a, a better visibility. But uh, even then, uh, you don't get 100% visibility. Uh, but they do tend to drive out uh, some, some good distance. And you lose sight of the lorries as they, you know, crest over a dune. And then maybe later you'll see them kind of crawling up on the uh, you know, further away on another dune. Uh, but yeah, you can get some good visibility up here. Um, you can uh, give me a spot hidden while you're up there. All righty. A who 52. I don't think that's going to work too well. 52, darn, out of 48. But my, uh, my luck has been bled down to 18. Ugh. We aren't uh, resting significantly anytime soon, are we, for luck? <laughs> <laughs> it may be a little while. You guys are, are pretty much on edge. You're, you're, on, a, you're on a high DEFCON uh, throughout this time. Okay, it's only for luck. Ah, I will take it. Yes, I succeed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you do see uh, well off into the distance um, it, what looks like it, that could be smoke. Or it could just be um, like a like a uh, a dust devil out in the distance. Okay, so I for th there's three trucks, right? So I yell down. There's three, the but two are on patrol. So for whatever group that's gearing up the third truck, I yell down and and point that out to them. Okay, uh, is anybody in that truck? Anybody want to be on that patrol? But I, no volunteers. I, I can be preparing for the next patrol. I don't think I've taken one yet. Okay. And I do want to I, speak to Uncle for a moment. And I probably have one of Uncle's people with me and maybe one of the other foreigners. How many people go sure, on? Sure. Yeah, typically uh, two to three. And if, uh, if there hasn't been progress 
yet made an elephant gun, I'm sure I can uh, use one of the Enfields if that is available. Uh, so like I said, time is, has been elastic. So uh, this is like the second or third day that you guys uh -huh. have been uh, here. So y'all have been here for a while now. Uh, the elephant gun is repaired. Uh, so it is, it is serviceable now. Um, and you have all slept. Yeah. So you've all been able to kind of get some rest, but you're still kind of keyed up. I mean, um, you're not, you know, you're not vacationing, you know. I'd, I'd, if I may, I'd, I'd like to go in search of, of Major Barnes um, because I've, okay. I've had, I've had um, an idea. And then, uh, Mr. Crane, you wanted to have a conversation with uh, Uncle? Yes, Uncle. Um, the Pilgrim wants us to protect the library, uh, but he seemed to really not want the adversaries to get a hold of it. Should we make contingencies to destroy the library rather than let it fall into his, into the adversary's hands. The adversary is looking to destroy the library. So you are suggesting to uh, assist the adversary. We need to protect the library and, and hold it so that the information can be preserved. It will be needed later uh, by our by our children's children to help uh, uh, prevent the Armageddon when it truly comes. All right, now I understand. Uh, so does anybody want to be on the patrol to kind of go check out that column of smoke that uh, Major Barnes has seen? I will go. If, uh, do I have time to, to do the last part of what I wanted with the uh, with the lookout point, I'd like to drive a couple spikes into the top of the stone for stability so people couldn't, or it, they would be helped to not fall off in heavy winds, and then also have a rope to assist in the climbing up and down. So, so getting there and back is easier, maybe with a bonus something. Yep. Is it possible sure. to set, set yeah, the you drive up? You drive that spike in. Yep, you can do that. You drive the spike in, and then the crack in the sphere, it splits a little. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you put you put a safety spike in there. You uh, you, you secure a rope, and uh, and so now there is a, uh, a more accessible uh, and more stable method to get to the top, have a look around, and get back down. Perfect. Then I will join the, the patrol then. All right, so Barnes and Hoffman are on the uh, want to go. Does anybody else want to go on the patrol? Um, I'm waiting uh, by the, uh, the by the trucks uh, for uh, the major to turn up for okay. the patrol. And I'm so I'm near the entrance, uh, not too far from a, a working lightning cannon. Right. Yes, you have some of the best ones. You you've built the best one in the uh, group so far. And I'm working on a second one. Uh, Miss Lockhart. Here too. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, you know, that the talk of, of, of an imminent attack and stuff has all been distant in my mind. It's been pleasant last couple of days, but that smoke off in the distance is making it really nervous. So I'm kind of just hovering around the others, um, kind of nervous, unsure of what. 
of what to do. So she's kind of just so just hanging, kind of hovering around Crane, kind of watching what he's okay. doing. But well, now I've shown you how to use the lightning cannon. So well, yes, I just. I hope I everyone realizes that this could be a distraction to get them away from the sphere. So we're yes. ready if something happens closer to the sphere. Well, I don't know that we'll even engage. Uh, if that, if this is a an approaching group or vehicle, we might simply come back with information about what's coming. Indeed. I'm afraid you'll go out and they'll come from the other direction. Well, just, just <laughs> only, only one vehicle of three is going. Okay. Well, so two of the vehicles are already out on patrol. Right. And so uh, Major Barnes is suggesting that the third vehicle leave and go check out that column of smoke, if I'm hearing that correctly, Mr. Major Barnes. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, we should check it out sooner rather than later. Do we have a sense of how long before one of the two other trucks come back? Because ideally it would be nice to have one come back and then the, the one that's prepped, fueled up and ready to go to check. But if it's going to be a long time... the the patrols, they, yeah, the patrols haven't been. They try to keep them on a rate on a scheduled basis, but it's it doesn't seem to work out that way. You know, traversing through the sands has sometimes been uh, proven more difficult than others, and so sometimes patrols are are over an hour late uh, coming back in. So they're they're not a hundred percent reliable. After, Mr. After Major Barnes has come down and told us about this potential threat uh, and we are getting ready to depart, what time of day is it roughly? Uh, it's after midday, uh, but it's not, uh, it's not cooling off just yet. Is the, is the, um, the dome is in a, a bit of a valley? A little bit, yeah. Uh, does the crack face uh, cardinal direction and or you know uh, it does have a southern facing mm -hmm. so it's uh, you know it has this it has more light than any place else in the front and it doesn't it change does. as much over the day thank you yep yep is there um the uh, the image suggested that the crack um was uneven as it rose is it possible that there could be positions in the crack going vertically that could be not likely no okay. uh the, it's so narrow it's narrow and the footing wouldn't be there yeah right. a man can dream <laughs> uh so uh barnes hopman and ramachandran are all going in the patrol? Yes. Um, no, I'm. I'm not going on the patrol. I just wanted to have a word with uh, Major Barnes before he he left for the patrol. Ah, um, ha have your word. It's it's just um, if you'll forgive me, Major, I'm I'm not a military man, but I I had um, an idea. Um, it seems that we're we're focused primarily on on defending. The, the library, but um, it, it occurs to me that, that while you're patrolling, um, and, and forgive forgive me if I'm if I'm speaking out of turn, but 
I thought it might be a good idea if we were to try and, uh, I'm not really sure what the, the word is, I suppose, reconnoiter um, positions that the, the, the enemy might use um, to, to, to entrench themselves to, to attack us and, and perhaps uh, booby trap those, those locations. That's and I brilliant. thought you, you, you as a as a military man, you, you might be able to to identify suitable emplacements in the in the hills overlooking the, the, the entrance and uh, and possibly leave an unwelcome surprise for them. That's a brilliant idea. Are you sure you haven't done this sort of thing before, Ramachandran? Oh no, no, no. I've um, uh, I, I I played a little Kriegspiel. Uh, I was at university, but uh, no, I've, I've never been uh, in, in war itself. This is a brilliant idea. Perhaps there's still quite a few people behind here. Once we finish up, uh, I think the, uh, the sandbag positions to the two entrance locations should be wrapping up. The second we get back from our patrol to see what that is out there, we'll... Uh, I'll start on that, grab a small detail. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I could be of some small help. Thank you. And with that, I'm, I'm heading back to the books where, where I feel more comfortable. All right. Oh, make uh, sure so... real quickly, one extra Lee Enfield's packed up in the truck. I know uh, Herr Hopman's grabbing one, but I'd like one more as well. I'm familiar with that. I'm better with a saber, but in case we need range, I want to make sure a good Lee Enfield is added to the truck yeah okay actually i so, have my big gun now uh so you want to bring the elephant gun mm, it's even better in a vehicle because i can brace it not only on my arm all right so you have the uh, elephant gun uh barnes you have the lee enfield and your driver is one of uh uncle's uh men you know one of his uh, warehouse men and uh, and he has a sidearm. He has a pistol. Excellent. And none of the other foreigners wants to come. The midwife, perhaps, in case we run across a woman and whose water is broken. <laughs> uh, no, it'll just be the three of you guys then on this patrol. All right. Uh, so you guys uh, head out in the uh, in the third lorry. The other two, like I said, are out on patrol. And you start making for the direction that uh, Barnes thought he saw a column of smoke. Uh, so you guys start heading out, and it takes quite some time to kind of get out there. Uh, so you're, you're driving for uh, a little over an hour, um, over dunes, over dunes, to uh, to finally kind of get into that area and as you are getting closer to where you're like 10 minutes out you know you're getting that you're getting much closer uh, 10 minutes away from your target destination you can tell that it is a column of smoke uh in the air um it's not a uh, uh, a sand uh, dust devil uh, and so as your as your lorry crests over this next dune, you can see one of y'all's lorries, one of the other two lorries that's already out on patrol, 
that's it. It's, it's right ahead of you and it's turned over on its side and the engine is, uh, is creating this column of smoke. The, the engine is burning? Is the vehicle burning? Yeah, it looks uh, it's, like it's oil. It's black smoke. That would be oil. A uh, trail of smoke. Um, and uh, is it in? Is it in a gully? Is it in uh, on a crest? How is the visibility around the vehicle? Uh, the the vehicle seems to be on the crest of a of a dune, uh, mm -hmm. as it's been turned over. Uh, so you guys are looking at the belly of this uh, of this uh, uh, overturned lorry. Do we see any movement? Any signs of uh, activity? Not on this side, but again, you're looking at the undercarriage of the vehicle. And there are no footprints in the sand. Not on this side. Do and you guys they, get out and, and approach? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think at least one should stay in the vehicle in case we need to report this before we are all killed. What, what's the range again between our vehicle and observation of this and the capsized vehicle on fire? Uh, so the vehicle, the fire is out. So that's just the remnants of the of the after fire, um, uh, and you're probably thirty feet away right now. Oh wow! Oh, we're on top of it. Oh, this is danger close. And uh -huh. that's thirty feet lateral, but twenty feet down and twenty feet up from dune to dune. Sure. Yeah. Something like that, right? And there's yep. no other vehicle inside. We don't hear any motors or shots. You do not. Uh, I think, Major Bonds, perhaps we should flank the vehicle. And uh, the driver has some English, I assume. Yes. You know, so if, yep. if we don't come back or if something happens, hurry back and tell them that uh, we are under attack already. You got it, boss. I'll wait for your signal. I'll wait here. Okay. So he's going to stay in the vehicle and wait for you guys. Uh, and I think so. You uh, guys get out and go in and, and check it out. Yeah, and I think one on the left, one on the right, at a distance, you know, roughly the same distance as we are. Right. So we go out twenty feet as we move toward it. Okay. Does that make sense, Mr. Barnes? Sure. Major yeah. Barnes. All right. We'll keep within uh, sight of one another, but right. flank the flank it. All right. Yeah. So you guys come around uh, to the other side, um, and uh, you can see um, there has not been a lot of wind or anything, uh, but it, it it won't take much much to to cover up. But you do see uh, some uh, some drag marks in the sand leading away from the cab uh, of the vehicle of the overturned vehicle. Um, and uh, it, the, the drag marks lead down the dune that, that this one is crested on. It leads down that dune and towards another one, not far away. Uh, and there, uh, as we approach the smoking vehicle, we don't see any human occupants, alive or otherwise? Correct. There's nobody in the vehicle. Uh. Can we scan the horizon for uh, the, in the direction of the track marks going off? see if there's any uh, thing on the horizon. Yeah, you can give me a spot hidden. 
Certainly. You can give me a spot hidden. Uh, and oh, actually, wow. so there's a lot going on here. Uh, you can give me spot hidden. You can give me listen. And you can give me track if you so desire. Okay. Uh, well, the spot hidden kickoff was an extreme. Okay. Great. And All right. Then I will take listen just to balance. Uh, and that is 28. So that's from 47. That's just regular. Okay. Regular and success. what about track? Track. All right, one second. We can both try that. I only have 20. Why oh, rolled 27? Uh, no, I, I can't track anything. Well, we have heard and seen. <laughs> I don't know if I... So, uh, Major Barnes, you were looking around, and uh, this portion of the desert seems pretty pretty sandy a lot of a lot of sand uh but um as you're looking kind of down uh you do see what would be just past the next dune uh you do see a rocky outcropping um and <clears throat> herr hopman um you kind of keyed in and you hear the sound of braying camels from the same direction as that rocky outcropping Um, so I think they are still close. I can hear, I think, the animals. Um, and you, you point out the rocks. So if, I think we should, um, we should uh, crawl to the edge of the dune and scan with weapons Agreed. before we make ourselves visible because it would be very easy. There's so much clutter over there, as you yeah. said. The uh, Lee Enfields would be good, uh, good at range as mm. they try to column move out. I read, yeah. go forward. All right. So you guys uh, head down this dune towards the other one that that has the rocky outcropping just beyond it. Yeah. Uh, so as you guys head down there and you crest the other dune, uh, you, you get down on your bellies and kind of peer over uh, towards the rocky outcropping. Um, as you look over the edge of this dune, uh, you see that little rocky bluff. Um, and there seems to be like a small oasis there. Um, the rocky bluff is actually a like a it looks like it's a cave entrance uh to a subterranean uh uh cave system right over there um and right before uh the mouth of the cave uh you see a semicircle of seven evenly spaced stone steels each about three feet tall um and they kind of make a semicircle around the opening of the cave. Uh, there's about 40 people, four zero, 40 people in black uh, robes and uh, uh, black uh, uh, shemogs. Uh, it's the turban with the face mask. Uh, and they're also all carrying um, large curved scimitars. Um, but there's 40 people and they're down there and there's also a cluster of camels and they're all near the, 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 the steel uh, stones that are outside the cave entrance and they're all kind of murmuring in a low voice. 
Um, one of the uh, of the forty men down there in black has a red sash around his waist, and um, he holds a a, a wicked uh, dagger instead of a, a scimitar. And there seems to be something on the ground um, that he's walking around. Uh, three things on the ground. Uh, and as you as you peer closer, uh, you can see that those three things that are on the ground in front of him are um, three of your companions. Um, uh, so a couple of uh, uncle's uh, workers, his his little warehouse workers. Uh, but then you also see uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Oleg uh, Bystrov, the uh, the Russian biologist. Um, he's down there also. They've all been buried up to their necks, and so only their heads are showing above the sand. And the uh, the the man in the black with the red sash and the dagger, uh, he goes down, and as he's he's making this chant, as he starts kind of screaming the final uh, portions of this chant, he reaches down and, and slits the throat of each of these men uh, buried in the sand. And as the their blood just starts pouring out and soaking the sand in red, I need you guys to give me sand rolls, please. 34. Oh, oh great. Oh, right. That's not a success. I'm crazier than that. I <laughs> Fail, fail. <laughs> Not good. Uh, okay, uh, with the failure, each of you roll a d3. Uh, yay, d3. That's not too critical. Two more. Ow, that's slowly tipping away. Two more. Uh, as, the, as the three people are, are murdered, uh, all of the men in black uh, kneel down to the ground and they're facing the cave entrance and they're they're murmuring some more and um, soon there seems to be like an echo of the murmuring but it's not quite an echo and as you look you start seeing a a group of these uh, hideous humanoid shaped creatures kind of loping out of the cave entrance uh, and they seem to be joining the uh, the army of men in black and uh, these these creatures have large eyes and huge ears and, and a very crusty looking flesh and uh, they they bay out into the sky um, as as they start to to emerge um, three of the creatures seem to have uh, large decorative necklaces hanging around their necks. Uh, but yeah, as these things begin to emerge out of the uh, cave, uh, I need you guys to make another sand roll, please. Uh, run away, run away. Hey, 007. Oh, nice. I, I wish I made mine. I I'm having a martini as I... <laughs> Instead of panicking. Yep. Yep. Fail. <laughs> Fail. Okay. Uh, so in this particular case, because uh, of the of the masks of 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 mythos creatures 
coming out, that it's not just one. Um, you actually end up losing the maximum sanity for seeing so many appearing at once. Uh, so you lose six sanity. Please give me an idea roll. Ah, six. Oh, that's not good. And as I succeeded, I should roll a d6 or uh, take one or two. Yeah, I want you to yeah roll a d6 for having a success. Uh, but uh, oh no, I succeed. <laughs> of course, you, roll? you do. Uh, run away. <laughs> oh, hopefully, it's just run away. That's what we yeah. hope for. How, how did I, yours go, Hopman? I rolled a one. I'm very, oh, very cool under pressure. Yes, I'm already trying to pull him away. I was trying to pull him away when I saw the, the curved dagger, but I couldn't take my eyes off either. Uh, so give me, uh, and uh, this swarm of creatures, they see the offering made to them in the sand and they descend upon those heads uh, that are that are uh, painting the sand red and they start digging out the bodies and just start, you know, uh, just their clawed hands are just digging into the flesh and pulling out uh, flesh and organs as they start having this this feast uh, right there at the uh, cave entrance. Barnes, um, this, is, this will give us time but, to get uh, away. Barnes, I need uh, uh, Major Barnes to roll a d10. D10, oh yeah, because I, I, I passed my... <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, that's right. It's just what I okay. Uh, oh, well, I got a 10. 10 out of 10. 10. Barnes, come with me. We have to get back okay. to the truck, Barnes. If I had a water cooled browning, a red mist would be great right now. But <laughs> unfortunately, um, I have a sword and I'm in field. <laughs> give me a D100. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Bonds, we have to get away from here before they stop feeding. 59. I'm going to have to leave Bonds behind here and get to the truck. Bonds I is might be running with you. Uh, so the only... Himself. So, Major Barnes, the, uh, this, your, your mind is starting to cloud over uh, from seeing this just absolute horror and and it just does not make sense in the world in fact the only thing that that anchors you right now and it just kind of leapt into your mind is uh some of the old uh cadence songs uh, that you would sing uh while marching in a parade right uh oh. in, in formation with with all of your uh fellow soldiers uh and so um, Herr Hauptmann is urging you to to leave, and uh, and now is the perfect time to to march, uh, and to march to a tune. So you stand from where you're at and begin to sing a uh, an old marching song as you turn around and very with uh, with as uh, perfect grace as you can manage in a in a shifting sand uh, ground. Uh, you begin to try and start marching your way uh, back towards your truck. Um, <laughs> Forced march, I'm hoping. <laughs> Double time. Uh, yeah. and, and, and again, singing as you're doing this. Um, Herr Hopman, you notice that uh, his song has drawn unwanted attention. 
how many of the things were there? Uh, a quick head count is 18. So, okay. So, yeah, this is why his brain completely snapped. I understand. It's like stepping on an anthill except to answer giant monsters. Um, uh, if I've noticed he's drawn on water attention, it's too late to pull one leg into the sand and stop him from drawing attention. So I've just got to try to speed him ahead. Uh, and I recognize that he's marching and he's singing something. Yeah. Yeah. To we march the men will come again. Yeah, I mean, they're just, he's just singing this, uh, this uh, giddy little tune. Yeah. Uh, quickly, double time, double time now. And I will try to match him, but I'm going to be bounding uh, because at least one yeah, of us needs to get to the vehicle. He starts yeah. singing faster. So he, oh. his legs move at the same speed of his song. So as he sings faster, his legs move faster. But hey, well, here we go again. And you know, so he's just going to start. Uh, so uh, it is an uphill uh, battle. For you guys to kind of run up this sand dune yeah, to yeah. get back to crest over to get back to where your truck is mm -hmm. uh, where your where your third uh, gentleman is uh waiting in the truck uh so you guys need to give me climb rolls as you're as you're going up the sand dune and the sand is sliding down under your feet oh, that's not good <laughs> no it's not good it's all downhill from now well, literally, in your case, uh, yeah. I rolled a 25, and I'll spend that five. Okay. Uh, and if I get to the top of the dune, I want to turn around uh, at the dune crest, because I assume he's going to take a moment. Yes. And I'll be ready to fire. I should get a good spray if they're cresting behind us with the elephant gun. I should be able to make them think yes. twice about following. So I'm going to prepare that shot while he sure. clambers up, and I have to remember to spend the five luck. Okay. Out of luck. Barnes had your climb go. Uh, 58 out of 40, missed it by 18, and uh, I only have 14 luck left. So, yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't a horrendous fall though, just like delayed maybe. <laughs> uh, it is a delay. It is a delay. So you you get. Uh, close to the top, uh, but you, you get delayed. Uh, as uh, Herr Hopman, you see one of those, uh, just one of those horrific creatures, and its, its entire face and chest is, is covered in red gore uh, from, it, from it recently feasting. Um, and it comes bounding over the top of the dune, um, uh, salivating, looking for more fresh blood. I was hoping for men in black. <laughs> I was hoping for men in, in black and not hideous creatures. Uh, all right. Uh, I've got a, a 40 I have to fire. If there's anything I can brace myself against so that I don't, well, I guess I'll fall down the dune in the right direction. With Do you shoulder. Uh, yeah, weapons, uh, prepared firearms get to go first. And I rolled a six. I did, yeah. I Are you kidding me? I'm not. Oh my god! I I was All right. Rolls. 
Uh, roll damage. And I don't have that in front of me, but it must be big. Um, I can grab it if it's not handy to you. So yeah, I think it's. I think I have it over here. All right, on 40, that's extreme. Good point. Ah, here we go. Elephant gun. Uh, 3d6 plus 4. That might even bother one of these things. 5, 4, 4, 13. 3d6 plus 4, you said? Correct. 3d6 Seven, plus 4. 17. And then what's an extreme success of that? 17 points. Shot? 17. All right, and the extreme means what? A piercing. Does that make it piercing? It Which is, uh, I don't think it is a piercing weapon. It, it is yeah, counted as a rifle. It is counted as a rifle, not a shotgun, but I don't. I, I think the, uh, the rounds in it um, are more like shotgun rounds. I don't think it's going to be a piercing weapon. It doesn't have to be piercing because it creates a massive damage, but fairly shallow. Um, so you pull this trigger, and the creature it it crested the hill, and and its its entire chest it just opened up from the impact of your weapon. It just kind of it just kind of fell apart, and you can see you know it is. In certain areas, it, it looks inverted, and the legs kind of kind of quiver there momentarily before it just collapses to the ground in a in a in a puddle. Uh, you literally blew it apart, um, and it's just long enough for Barnes to complete his climb up. And I've probably fallen back several feet down the other side of the dune. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me give me an agility test. And we probably hear it off in the distance. <laughs> yeah, kaboom! Because it's elephant an elephant gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good heavens! I hope they're okay. Is that thunder? It's usually yeah. is, is there's Dax? thunder on the horizon. <laughs> is agility Dax? A uh, dexterity, yes, yeah, dexterity. Yeah. I said agility. Twenty. So that's a hard. All right. Yeah, you you held your ground. So yeah, you actually Which saw means I got the to carnage. See it. Oh. I might roll for sanity as well once we once I've stopped screaming. Um, I, I, as I pull Barnes over the hill, I say, I hope those things cannibalize. And then we start waving for the truck so that it's ready to catch us. Yes, yep, it God. pulls up. It hears the gunshot, and, uh, and he, he pulls the truck up. You guys, you know, jump in and take off. <sighs> uh, Barnes, if you have any brandy, I think it's a good time. Uh, back, back. I'm right there with you. I don't know what came over me. I, I just had to get away, and I was just brought back to the forced marches of let's get out of here. Yeah, we have to warn the others. This thing's are absolutely from hell itself. You can, uh, you can add uh, melomania, M-E-L-O-M-A-N-I-A, melomania, to your sheet, uh, Major Barnes. 
the sphere of honey bees. Mel <laughs> Melomania <laughs> is a uh, melody. Uh, so you're you're uh, fatuated with music. Oh, there it is. Mania. Here it is. Perfect. Melomania. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, uh, on the drive back, Barnes is a. Uh, is annoyingly humming to himself. So you guys return to <laughs> you guys return to the library, and the other lorry is already there. Uh, and so, yeah, you're back at the lorry or back at the library. Uh, battle stations, everyone, full alert. Uh, the other truck is gone. We have lost three. Uh, they have at least 40 men and uh, some dozen and a half giant hell spawn that eat humans. And, I, and then I vomited as a patch of sand. And what was the smoke? Was it the truck. Was the truck. And we we drove here back in. Uh, how fast did we get back via truck again? Uh, it was an hour drive. Oh, so if they're on camel, they'll probably be here in two if they followed us. Maybe. I don't know. That thing from hell was very fast. But yeah, it that could. From the cave mouth to our crest very quickly. Almost as if it's designed for this terrain. Yeah, right. Like yeah, it might be maybe a beast or two, or mm -hmm. maybe all of them are on our heels. We don't know. I mean, I mean, and Major Barnes, have you uh, ever received uh, uh, Cthulhu Mythos from from seeing losing sanity to a, to a Mythos creature? I have not. Wait a minute. Oh yes, I have. Yeah. So gained gained one more point. One more point, yes. Okay, so I'm up. I, I have five, but I only lost a couple sounds, so I didn't go berserk. All right, here we go. So um, you guys have already done some excellent preparing. Uh, there's a there's a nice uh, sandbag dune uh, protecting the doorway, the crack. <laughs> into the library um uh sergeant coney um the nigerian soldier he uh instructs uh the people to park the uh the lorries in a certain way to kind of flank this as well so the lorries can act as a, as a defendable position uh, people can you know uh get in the backs of those and shoot from there in the truck or shoot across the hood, that kind of thing. But you know, physically use the lorries as as protection as well. And uh, and you guys uh, get a good defendable position. Uh, they start calling for people to start uh, arming themselves. Uh, in the days that you guys were um, at the library, uh, between yourselves, primarily, props to Mr. Crane. Uh, as well as some of the other folks, uh, six additional uh, lightning cannons were able to be built. Uh, so there are nine lightning cannons, uh, but 
some of them you're not a hundred percent sure on uh, how effective it will be uh but of the of the nine uh three of them are clearly top notch shape the other six could be a little questionable i have um, a question though about them yeah um what did we have any ability to test them uh yes so you and have it, tested them so you know how to operate them and if it's shooting like something very much like lightning does it hit multiple targets it does not okay. uh so it will it will send a bolt of lightning it zigzags yeah. in the air but it goes yeah. in the direction of the camera Is but that... it, yeah it's it's basically shooting in a yeah in think a of think of the uh think of the the uh ghostbuster proton packs so okay oh so it could hit a target but kind of whip around it whips around but it, it hits a single target got it um so the way the uh, the lightning cannons uh operate um do i have a silver right up for that we should kind of Build up the charge. <laughs> yeah, you um, they come with fuzzy socks and rubber pads. Now you gotta you gotta get the hamsters running in the back. And you you set a dial, and then by setting that dial, it uh, it it does a charge of that of that intensity. Uh, so you'll be able to to have fewer full power shots or more uh slightly weaker shots uh so you'll get to choose how you want to uh uh dial up the uh the attack okay. uh so who wants to be armed with what so there's pretty much uh there's lee enfield rifles there are uh a variety of uh, indian uh guns and handheld weapons um there are some pistols and there are lightning cannons. Now, the lightning cannons do require uh, both hands to operate. So you won't be able to, to dual wield anything. Well, could I have my gun strapped to my side so that if they get really close, I could just take my, not use the cannon and just pull out my gun? Uh, you could you'll it'll be it'll be cumbersome because you're going to have uh the the weight of that cannon if you let go of the handles it just kind of drops in front of you and so it's okay. it's kind of pulling you uh off right. your balance as it tries to pull you forward well let's just call it like a last ditch effort you know if i'm sure. knocked down and I'm, they're on top of me you can you can definitely have a small one-handed weapon be it a dagger or a pistol uh okay. on your hip for a last ditch use. Pistol. All right. Okay. But other than that, you want a cannon? Yeah. Okay. Miss Lockhart? Um, well, I the lightning gun is the only weapon I've ever had experience with since it's been implanted into my head. Okay. I don't know how lightning to use it. Lightning cannon it is. Yep. Major Barnes? I'm really trained with the sword and pretty well trained with a rifle so i fear my uh my mediocre to low lightning gun skill would 
not be the best use of where my skill lies. I will stay with Saber and Lee Enfield. Good thinking. Herr Hopman? I very much enjoyed, in retrospect, watching that monster from hell turn itself inside out. And I can still use both shoulders. So I have 29 pops left with this elephant gun, which I just learned okay. or reminded myself I can fire twice around even. So you can. It's double barreled. It's a question of whether I want to hide in the hills and try to blow them up from there or take a vehicle spot or something. And we'll, that we'll have to see about the range. Mr. Ramachandran? Well, I, I have a, a fine shotgun made in the redoubtable city of Birmingham. And, uh, and, and the people with the... Uh, the people with the lightning cannons are going to need some sort of uh, protection at close quarters. So I'm, I'm going to stick with my shotgun. Fantastic. All right. Uh, so I, I assume everyone takes a position, a defendable position outdoors, either behind the sandbags or, uh, you know, uh, next to or in the truck kind of thing. Anybody else want to have something, have a different position? Uh, do you have to be fairly close to use the lightning? Uh, no, you can shoot probably up to uh, 20, really well, up to 20, 25 feet. You can go beyond that, but it's not as accurate. Okay. So I'm, I'm behind oh, the yes, sandbags near the, the crack. Okay. Wait, wait for them to get close, Crane. Don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes. If their eyes I are hope. white. Well, well, they have no eyes. Blood red. Hope, they hope they don't charge with their eyes shut. <laughs> what if they have 50 eyes? Do, have, do we have to wait till I can see the whites in all 50 of them or just one of them? Just improvise. Is the, is the uh, library in such a space that we can be reasonably secure that they won't half of them just go behind us? from the beginning and then march around quietly with scimitars? Do we have some kind of front or are we exposed all around? Well, uh, you, yeah, you have a front. I mean, the, the, because of the positioning of the, of the trucks now, uh, that's also helping on your flank. Right. Bear in mind, we also have the option of being able to, um, if, 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 if the worst comes to the worst, we, we can uh, pull back a bit and um, if we they have, have to come retreat, one at a time, we have to, yeah, they'll have to come in single yeah. file into the, yeah, the library. There's so no we, way in except we've got a right. bottleneck. With the lightning guns, they could easily, you know, really wreak havoc on an enemy trying to single file it. Yeah. What if they just, if we have to fall back, what do we do if they just besiege us? Well, we do have a problem in that they, they do want to destroy everything. They could pack the mouth of the uh, the crack with dynamite. Uh, we need to make sure that they don't get that far. I'm I'm no military tactician, you understand. I'm an economist, but I'm speaking purely from, from the point of view of uh, economics. Um, we we keep shooting them until they stop coming. Yes, once indeed. once there is no no longer a supply of attackers, then. 
in theory. There's no more a demand to kill you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the demand for bullets goes down. Yes. Uh, it, when we, Barnes and I tried to describe these things, did any of the, did uncle or any of his nieces and nephews or anybody else say, oh, that sounds familiar? Did any of the other dreamers say, oh, I saw that in a dream? Uh, yeah, some of them are are like, oh my God, I've seen these horrific things in my dreams. And as you describe them, um, uh, uh, Uncle and Goru are, you know, kind of talking to each other. And uh, Goru says, uh, that sounds, if, if, if you've described it uh, accurately, it, it sounds like the legends of the, uh, the sand dwellers, horrific creatures that live in the, uh, the deepest parts of the desert. Maybe this is not a good place for the library. Uh, could those things even fit through the crack as it is? Uh, they could, yeah. Because they can go all squishy and... Yeah, they know. can get all... And, you know, they they look like they would be, you know, just weird. Like they've got some weird uh, 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 torso twisting and angles with their legs and stuff. And so, you know, who knows what they might be able to do. Um, so as you guys take up these defendable positions, uh, and you're waiting, you know, time, it feels like it's, is slowing down. Uh, but you start to notice, uh, in the distance, uh, from the same direction where you guys encountered the, uh, the army of, of adversaries, uh, the sky is darkening as a, uh, a sandstorm is brewing. A, 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 it looks like a really big one. And it starts coming your way. Oh, visibility is going to drop so our Lee Enfields won't have range any longer. Not good. And so as you guys are poised for battle, and then the roar, the the air seems to be roaring with the sound of that of that sandstorm coming up. I think we will pause there, and when we pick up next time, it will be as the battle ensues. Very good cliffhanger. <laughs> Our players included Mick Swan, Stuart Lively, David Gasway, Morgan Llewellyn, and myself with John Hook as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.